Time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. Ryan Simpson episode 50. Yay, we made it after a long uh, <clears throat> hiatus. We're back. We're back in the building. Um, I'd like to just get right to the obvious of what's going on. Um, breaking news last night or maybe the night before, depending on when you hear this, but uh, October 2nd. Uh, Donald Trump um, came down with COVID-19 and, you know, obviously, you know, comedians are fucking ruthless and immediately started flooding Twitter and other spaces with, you know, perfect jokes and some 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 other stuff. I, I, you know, I have so many opinions about this. I mean, one, um, you know. Because I started to post, you know, a joke or whatever, but it's like most of the jokes are, you know, low hanging fruit, you know, very obvious. And it's like, and you, because for me, I, I can't speak for other people, but for me, it's like if I post a joke about something that like a current event or something, and within, you know, an hour or so, I see that, you know, 15 of my colleagues had the same thought. It's like, well, then I didn't really, you know, you know, it's like they didn't copy it for me. It's, it's like it's just so obvious that, you know, anyone thinking in them comedically would have come up with it. So I'm just I'm sort of ashamed of, it. I, you know, I kind of took my. Um, but. But let's get down to like my real hot take on the whole issue. And it's like <clears throat> there's people out there wishing that President Trump will die. And. Listen, while I won't blame you for that, like I'm not judging you for, you know, how you react. You know what I mean? Um, I I do think it's a little short sighted. I mean, and I've and I've said this before. This isn't really a a, a new take of mine, but um, but I think you know you have to think about you have to consider the long term implications of what you're of what it is you're wishing for. Not just the temporary, uh, you know, whatever emotion you're hoping to feel if that thing should happen, because um, uh, when someone when when someone is seen as the face of a movement and they die. You know, through no if they and they die for like not from natural causes, or you know, it's like they assassinated or. They're suddenly taken over by diseases. They almost always become a martyr, which which makes the movement more, not less. It makes it more powerful, not less. Usually, I say, not always, but but usually, it's like I don't know if that's what you really want. I don't know if you really want that. You know, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, think of all the, the the stupids and crazies that worship the ground Donald Trump walks on. I mean, the fact that he is in the hospital right now and he is not around <clears throat> to, I don't even know how to, to guide the stupid. 
they're already becoming unhinged. They're, they got theories that like the Democrats planted it and it's a conspiracy. And uh, there's people saying, oh, well, this is technically China that, uh, that that's trying to assassinate the president. You know, it's like they're, they, 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 with, with the stupids don't have a leader. I mean, my God, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly what I want. You know, and again, this also goes with my take on revenge. It's like, I want my enemies to live forever. You know, that's my curse. If I could curse a motherfucker, you know, it's like, I don't want you to die. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's a fake. It's a, it's a saying that goes way back. Uh, there are fates worse than death. I want you to have one of those. You know, if I hate you that much, that's me. You know, again, you're entitled to your own uh, fucking feelings. But I think what's interesting about all of this is the way that they are trying to spin the news, right? Um, because <clears throat> this is why I think it it is worse than what they're admitting. I mean, Donald Trump tweeted in the middle of the night, which is normal for him. He tweeted in the middle of the night that he can't, was uh Tested positive for the COVID-19, uh, for coronavirus. And, uh, uh, he and his wife, him and Melania Trump. Um, and then it came out the next day that it was an aide and the next day that it was, uh, well, I think the first person was a lady named Hope Hicks, which I believe is his, uh, his counsel, like a, a lawyer of some kind or one of his, one of his advisors. I forget exactly what, uh, what her position is. I guess I'm sitting right in front of my computer. I can find out. Um, what's her job, yo? Um, Hope. We're just saying, who is Hope Hicks? Hope. Oh, she's the White House communications director. Okay. So, um, well, at least that's, that's what she was from 2017 to 2018. Well, what is she now? It doesn't matter. So it was like her. Kellyanne Conway, uh, Donald Trump, Melania Trump, and various other uh, people in, in on, the, on the executive branch came down with COVID. This come out in the last 48 hours, right? And here's the thing. I woke up this morning and I find out that they decided to take Donald Trump to Walter Reed Hospital, which is basically... Um, you know, it's where they would treat a, a high level government official. It's the top military hospital, or at least that's its reputation. And it, while it's not, it, and it's where presidents go for like, you know, checkups and shit like that, uh, various tests and what have you, even though the White House itself has a very extensive uh, medical area, you know, but. But what's strange about this is that, you know, there, you know, he put out a video saying that he was, that he, that he was doing great and he was just going to the hospital to make sure. Right. And then they announced shortly afterwards that, you know, he was, he, you know, it went from him, you know, being, being fine. He had just tested positive, but he's fine. And they were just going to quarantine. And then it went to, uh, well, you know, he's fatigued, but he's good, you know, and then it went to, um, uh, well, you know, he's experiencing mild symptoms and we just going to go to the hospital and just to make sure he good. And it's like, and then it came out this morning that like they, they're giving him some experimental antiviral drug. Um, and I, I forget, uh, 
I forget what you call it. Uh, uh, let me see here. Re- Regeneron. No, Regeneron is the name of the company. So they gave him. It's a therapy known as REGN-CoV2. It's a cocktail, the company calls it, um, of two monoclonal antibodies. Who the fuck knows what that means? Polyclonal antibodies are made using several different immune cells, while monoclonal antibodies are made using identical immune cells that are clones of a specific parent cell. Okay. So they're, so, uh, they're giving him some experimental COVID-19 antibody treatment, right? It's not out of clinical trials yet. And, and so the reason that this flies in the face of this narrative that the president's doing fine is, well, several things. One, I mean, one, he, he fits into almost all of the categories other than being a minority that puts you at higher risk, right? He's, uh, he's overweight. Um, he, he eats like shit. He's in his seventies, you know, all these things. But though, but even if, you know, and if you look at those in a vacuum, it would be kind of concerning. But the fact that none of the other people diagnosed are getting any of these experimental treatments. I mean, they, they didn't give anything to his wife. They ain't give anything to Hope Hicks, you, you know. So it's like you can't you can't say to the public, "We just doing this out of an abundance of caution." You, you know what I mean? You're not putting no experimental shit in your body out of abundance of caution. You know what I mean? That's that's the reason we run clinical trials is because we got to make absolutely damn sure that at, at the very least we are aware of what the side effects will be. Or at least a good, have a good idea of it so that you can make an informed decision. But no one's like, well, we're not exactly sure what this is going to do, but it could help. Okay. Fuck it. Put it in me. No one's doing that. No one's rolling them dice, bro. Cause you know, some shit being inside you is, (laughs) you know, that's, you can't undo that. So I, I find it very hard to believe that the president is doing as well as, uh, his people would have you, uh, believe. Um, so I, and, and again, I don't think that Donald Trump dying is ideal for the people that wish that on him. I don't think that I, I think they're being short sighted. I think they think that's what they want, but it ain't really, it ain't really what you want because shit would get a thousand times worse. Real, real, real soon. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, and I just mean, listen, the best, because the best case scenario, cause he's already riled up these crazy fucking people and he's already planted the seed in their head that the Democrats are trying to steal the election and the deep state is trying to sabotage his success and all of this. And, and without him, I mean, and, and, and this is still kind of wishful thinking, but I just mean the best case scenario is that when he loses the election, that he, accepts the the L. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's going to be it's going to be violence. You know what I mean? It's just that simple. It, it, it's like, and, and God forbid the, the nigga die. You know, <laughs> God forbid he die after the results of, of the election or even right before. You know, or just, so, it's like because then again, you have all these unhinged crazies without a leader and 
you know, and we've all seen the scenario. You've seen it in movies, TV shows, real life for some. If you if you served in the military, you've seen the fearless leader or whatever. You know, you've seen the the head of the guy uh, get taken out, and then his his under chief is is a thousand times worse because I, I, I'll put it to you like this. I'll put it to you like this. If you're part of an organization, you, if you willingly follow a person that isn't that intelligent, right? You, you most of the people that, are, most of the people that are willing to follow you aren't as intelligent as you. You know what I mean? And the, and the people that the people that worship you the hardest are probably the least intelligent in that regard. I mean, emotionally or whatever, you know, there's different kinds of intelligence, but I just mean, I just mean the type of person that would be your number two, if you a crazy motherfucker, the type of person that would be your worshiping number two is fucking crazier than you. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, and that's what I'm afraid of is like, you, you know, I guess afraid isn't really the right word because I think, I think the, the, I think again, 2020 will mark the beginning of the decline of our current way of the, the current way the world is structured in terms of the United States being at the top of the pile. And that's not something I'm hoping happens, but it just, to me, it seems inevitable. Anyone that's surprised by the shit that's happening right now just don't know their history. You know what I mean? Oh, ain't none of this shit new. Not a motherfucking thing that's happening now hasn't happened before. I, you know, it's just happening on the internet. You know, technology changes, but people don't. People don't. We the same people. It's like we we convince ourselves that like the Romans, you know, we're savages and we're better than them, but not really. We have different technology and we have different superstitions, but it's the same results. You know, people, <clears throat> most people just try to justify the decisions they've already made. You know, that's why I'm, that's why I'm not a fan of asking quote unquote successful people what's the secret to their success because they're almost always wrong. You, I mean, you know, it's like if you get a, if you if you get if you could study a motherfucker in a lab or something, it was like if they're, if they're a, neuro, a neuroscientist or, you know, or someone that studies the human condition, then maybe they could have an accurate answer. But most of the time, when you ask successful people, um, what some of the secrets to their success are, they use that opportunity to uh, to justify shitty things that they've done. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like they use that opportunity to go, oh yeah, well you know, it's like I just had to be dedicated, so I didn't, I, you know, I ignored my children and I, uh, you know, and I was shitty to my coworkers and my employees. But you know, that's that's the kind of mentality it takes of a winner. And it's like, really, I don't think that's true. And I, I again, I don't think those, I don't think people are usually in the position to tell you what the key to their success is. You know, I think they're almost always wrong. You know, it's like it's like it's almost like when, it's like when you when you hear when you when you hear people say this this stupid shit right here. This is one of my pet peeves is when when they're asking a celebrity or an athlete or something uh, whether they have any regrets. You know, and they all give the same fucking canned answer. Oh no, 
I don't have any regrets. I, uh, you know, because everything that I've gone through is everything I've done has made me who I am today. I mean, what a fucking empty, soulless, gross, disgusting, ugh, vapid fucking answer that is. It, it's, it, it, it's, it's bad in every way. It's because it's, it's this fake deep shit. You know, it tries to make you seem like you've given, given it a lot of thought when it's clear upon closer examination that you haven't thought about it at all. You haven't thought about it at all. How can you have no regrets? I know some of y'all are, some of y'all hear me say this and you're like, what? I, but that's what I say. Well, you're fuck. I mean, I'm talking about you. Yeah. It's dumb. Just think about it for a second. Okay. When you say I have no regrets because, you know, everything made me who I am. Think about what that means. I mean, because you, you mean one of two things, right? These are only two things you could possibly mean. You either mean a that you don't feel the emotion regret, which is crazy because you don't control your emo- you don't control where your emotions come from. You don't get to pick how you feel, right? So that that falls apart just immediately, right? So you do feel the emotion regret. So if you feel the emotion regret, that means that you suppress that emotion. Um. You know, and, 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 you know, and so B, you mean that you, you, even though you might feel regret, you don't, you don't actually wish that none of the things that's happened before had happened, you know, had not happened because you want the exact result that you've, that you've gotten. But that, but that, Again, if you examine that notion further, that that presupposes that things wouldn't be better if something different had happened in the past. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, it's like the, like some people think, oh, you know, you know, like if Steve Jobs had been nicer to his daughter, there wouldn't have been an iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, oh, like, you know, like if Michael Jordan had been an asshole for one less hour, it would have cost him a championship. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of people, are, again, that's what I mean. People aren't accurate about why they're successful. A lot of them assume that, you know, you or, or uh, and again, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe if Jordan was a nicer person, maybe he would have won eight championships. Who knows? I mean, you, how can you assume that, that if you hadn't done some fucked up shit in the past, that things would turn out exactly how they are now or, 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 or be worse, you know, cause better is an option. So I, I don't know if, you know, again, it's just, a, it's just, it's just one of those sayings that helps stupid people sound intelligent. And that, that, that's one of my big pet peeves as a group. I hate those things. Those, the little sayings or the little word, nothing irks my nerves more than a stupid person learning a big word, learning like when to use it, but not really what it means or learning a saying that try that makes them seem in, intelligent or, or reflective, you know? Um, and I don't know, maybe that's something I need to work on. Who knows? Seems like solid, solid logic to me, you know, hit, you know, hit me up if, if you, uh, you know, if you disagree, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
But if you ever say that to me and I make a face, um, you know, then you fucking know exactly why. Um, and, 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 and you know what? Let's just get to the. Oh, no. You know what? I forgot. My dude sent me a freaking. Hold on a second. Okay. So much apologies to my man, Jonathan uh, Brewer or Brower. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, um, but he sent me some questions to, that he wants answers to. Uh, I have not read them ahead of time, but I will get right to it. Um, sorry it took so long to get back to you, man. Um, I think he sent these to me like a month ago. Um, but he goes, okay, first question. Uh, what do you most regret doing too much of or too little of in your 20s? Oh, shit. Um, well, honestly, I have no regrets because everything that's happened made me who I am today. You see how fucking stupid that is? <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, what what do I most regret doing too much over too little of my 20s? Um, too much of probably um, like negative self-talk, too much feeling, you know, too much uh, like looking for reasons to hate myself instead of loving myself. I wish I'd have done more of that. Um, too little of, too little sleep. I wish I had gotten more sleep. I wish I had taken um, my my sleep issues more uh, seriously sooner. Yeah. Uh, next question. 10 years from now, what do you think will, what do you think you will most regret doing too much of or too little of during this time in your life? Oh shit. Wow. Okay. So you put it, you hit me with both ways. Okay. So 10 years from now, what will I, what do I think I'll regret doing too much of or too little of during this time? Ah, fuck you. I think that, I think the answers are the same. <laughs> I think, uh, too, I think, uh, too little self care. I think I need, I, I mean, I'm working on that, but yeah, you can definitely, definitely more of that, more self care. Um, I wish I, I think I might regret doing too little of that. Um, and too much, um, work. I think I sometimes dive into like, or use my work as a distraction from shit that I don't want to actually deal with, like personal life stuff. Um, and then that stuff festers and becomes overwhelming and then I can't work, you know? So it's like, it's, I wish that I could learn that lesson. Like it's one of those things where, you know, how, you know, the answer to a problem and you can't apply it. Like if a friend asks you for advice about a problem, you know, the answer and boom, boom, boom. But then when you have that same problem, you can't apply it. And, and to me, that makes you stupid. You know, applied knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. You can know some shit all you want. You know, if you can't apply it, what difference does it make? Just taking up space in your brain. All right. Next question. If you could resurrect one person from history to see what impact they would have today, who would it be? Oh, shit. One person from history. I'd say James Baldwin. Um, yeah, man, I, I just think nobody else had the tools available 
to them in in terms of his his ability to speak in a captivating manner and also be so concise and so um so accurate with with whatever he was trying to convey and i i would love to hear his thoughts on things and uh and all and all those sorts of things i mean and then maybe you might say his pen game wasn't as sharp as Dr. King's. Um, and maybe Dr. King gave a better speech, but like a grand speech. But James Baldwin had the better uh, things. Also, Dr. King was religious. And, uh, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, was, I say James Baldwin. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe I. Fuck, man, that's a tough one. Yeah. But if yeah, gun to my head, James Baldwin. Yeah. Next question. If you could solve one question or mystery about life and society, what would it be? One question or mystery about life and society. What would it be? Well, I'm not. hmm, Well, that that leaves a lot of uh, that's a broad question. I mean, about. okay, so I'll answer both of those. Well, with life, I would say. And I'm guessing that also includes science or or maybe you mean like life in the abstract, like uh, just living. Um, but I'm, I'm going to assume you mean science and I'm going to say I would. I would want to know how to accomplish faster than light travel so that we can. Um, go find another planet to destroy <laughs> because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use this one up for sure. Um, and society, I would I would love to know the solution to I would love to know if if the human condition makes our self destruction inevitable. You know, I guess these are all, I guess these, these two things are kind of intertwined, right? It's like the, it's like the Fermi paradox where it's like, if there's life out there, then how come there's no signs of it? You know, uh, I, I watched a good, a great video by, um, I forget what the name of the YouTube channel is, but they do these little quirky animations. It was, maybe it was called like Kugel Blitz or some shit. I forget what it, it was. It's something like that. Um, and it's like a, it's like a delightful British man talking. Anyway, um, but but some but some people try to answer the Fermi paradox when it's all, and, and it's sort of like um, you know when one of the answers uh, I, I don't want to say it's my favorite answer but one of the mo- most likely answers is that you know perhaps the reason why there's no evidence of other life even because th- because that's the thing there's no evidence of other life even though statistically there must be. Right. Unless life is the rarest thing, because there's nothing we there's nothing we see. We look around and see in the universe that only happens once. Even the rarest thing in the universe happens all the time. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know. Supernovas, um, s- star formations, black holes, supermassive black holes. I mean, no, 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 there's mysteries, but it's like even the stuff that like we rarely see. 
you know, gamma ray bursts, they still happen quite often. And so for, for, I mean, unless we, you ascribe to the idea that like earth is a one-off, it's special, life is only here, you know, which, which, which just seems mathematically impossible, right? So the point is, one of the questions to the Fermi paradox is, okay, maybe, oh, oh, also I forgot to add this part. So also it's that, it's that statistically this galaxy should have some other life just amount of, based on the amount of time that has passed since the beginning of the universe and the amount of time it took on earth for life to become intelligent. It just seems like there should be some sign. But so the point is one of the answers is perhaps there is a, there is a barrier where as soon as a species reaches a certain level of intelligence, it inevitably destroys itself. You know, and, and, and to me, that that answer makes the most sense just because <clears throat> I think if you look back through the history of life and shit. If you look back through the history of mankind. The. Every major. Every major technological advancement we we make the potential for good is matched by the potential for evil or, or maybe even surpassed by the potential for evil. You know, it's like every technology, every technological advancement from, you know, gunpowder to, to, to nuclear fusion, to, to the internet, right? It's like, we've used them all to destroy, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> they, 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 they're invented and they're proliferated based on these technologies, based on the the potential good that they will do, but they're almost always inevitably used to also do uh, evil or at least destruction. So, you know, so perhaps there is a point where, you know, whatever technology we, we have to discover to, in order to travel Amongst the stars, you know, between stars and like interstellar travel. Um, perhaps that technology is also capable of wiping us the fuck out. You know what I mean? And so maybe it's maybe it is that maybe it's that, you know, uh, the pace of technological advancement. Uh, or technological advancement outpaces uh, emotional maturity and advancement, you know, because there's no doubt we're more emotionally mature than, you know, say Neanderthals or whatever. But I mean, that took millions of years for us to hit this. And again, technology advances, technology is advancing faster and faster and faster. And emotionally we're advancing at the same rate that we always have. So it's like, maybe there is a, an inevitable, um, point that we reach where we just are going to destroy ourselves. Um, but who, who fucking knows? That was a, that, that was a real dark one. Okay. <laughs> uh, last question. What most excites you about our collective future? Oh, well, huh. What a question to be next. <laughs> there is no future. No. Um, I guess I'll just answer that. I mean, I'm excited about, 
us exploring other planets. Um, I'm excited about uh, the idea of, of leaving the leaving the solar system, man. Like seeing what, like answering some of those mysteries, man. Like I, honestly, uh, I would I would freeze myself just so I could see what see what's going on in 500 years. You know what I mean? I swear to God, if I could do it right now, I was, I would, I would, I would have a, 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 a hell of a party. I would say goodbye to my mama and my, and my siblings and, and, and my nieces and nephews. And I would go the fuck under. The only thing stopping me is that, again, I haven't seen anybody get woken up. They can freeze people pretty good. Um, with very little cell cellular damage and all those other things. And I don't think they've lost that many people, honestly. A lot of people have been frozen. Um some people only their head. Yeah. Just to, to get your to get your brain frozen is not it's not that expensive. Um but I would love to see where we are. I I don't think that we will be you know it's like is it gonna be Mad Max or Star Trek. You know what I mean? And and right now it feels like it's gonna be closer to Mad Max. You know, we're blowing through the resources. You know, it seems like there's, you know, inevitably there's going to be war over clean water. And, uh, you know, I just I don't know, man, but uh, I'm excited to see. I wish I could. But again, I, I'm telling you right now, the moment they thaw one of these motherfuckers out that, that got frozen back in the 60s and 70s, I'm going under. I'm selling all my shit and I'm freezing my brain. You know, man, that's really rolling the dice, though. <laughs> you know, it's like I wake up in the year, <laughs> I wake up in the year, you know, twenty five, twenty, and it's and it's and, uh, and it's still racism and all the same problems and shit. That's that'll be that would be hilarious. They probably think I was insane. I would just okay. Um. Anyway, I hope that answers uh, your questions thoroughly enough, Jonathan. Um. Thank you for writing in. Um. Um. Again, if you have any more questions, complaints, comments, concerns, or just you need advice, go ahead and email me at uh, BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. And uh, I'll do my best to answer your questions honestly. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for writing in. Let me see. Any more? Uh, no, that's dumb. That's a hoax. Nope, I think that's everybody. <clears throat> um, okay. I can we can go into the headlines and shit now. How much time we got left? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a few headlines. <clears throat> Meat. <laughs> I can't even imagine what this article is about. Meet Lady Ninja, the 67 year old who beat up a man attacking her friend and saved her life. What? Um, what just happened? Yeah, yeah this lady looks terrifying. Oh my god. Um, Fontana, California. She said, I'm the master of assassination. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lorenza Marujo, 67, says when asked about her martial arts skills at her Fontana, California apartment home Wednesday, she says she's the master of assassination. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, she got a little brace on her, on her arm, like, uh, like you would see, uh, uh, not a bowler, but like somebody with carpal tunnel or something would have, or somebody like pours a lot of drinks. 
her martial arts skills may not be quite what they once were, but still, you don't mess with Lady Ninja. Now, I don't know if that was her name beforehand or afterhand. Authorities say that's a lesson a California man learned painfully after he began shoving around an 82-year-old woman at a Fontana apartment building. Why the fuck are you putting your hands on the 80-year-old woman? God, that is the epitome of a bitch-ass nigga, bro. That makes me so angry. There's absolutely no reason for you to put your hands on an 82-year-old person. You know what I mean? They, there's no way that person poses any threat to you where you need to put be physical. 82 years old? I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Um, um, the woman's 67 year old friend, <laughs> Lorenza Marujo jumped into the fray with a swift kick here, a finger-bending maneuver there, and a couple of solid elbow smashes to the sternum. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. This makes my day. Fuck, man. I wish old people were in the camera phones, man, because there's no reason, okay? There's no reason that 82-year-old woman shouldn't have fucking whipped out the phone right there, all right? Um, You have, like, a geriatric superhero, now there's no proof this is how people used to get their news remember that like people used to just hear about shit people you know they would hand the paper to the to the to the one dude that could read and then they would just hear the story they no visuals man we're so spoiled Mm, high def because i would love to see i would love to see an old lady hit you with two elbow smashes to the sternum anyway Police arrived to find him on the floor with one of Marujo's knees on his neck and the other on his chest. Bitch ass. Marujo, who likes to be called Lady Ninja and has a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Wow. Said she was in her third floor apartment Monday when she heard screams coming from a neighbor's unit and went to investigate. There she said she found a man attacking her 82-year-old friend, Elizabeth McCray. Again, why doesn't McCray have a smartphone? Marujo, who stands only four foot ten, wow, and weighs about a hundred pounds, didn't hesitate to mix it up with the younger five foot nine inch, hundred and seventy pound assailant. Okay, why are they not saying who this man is and how old he is? I had to bend his fingers back to get him off her. He was screaming because that's one of my techniques, the bit fingers. <laughs> Bitch, that's not a technique. That's okay, you know what? She's the hero here. Let's not make fun of her. Then I went boom with my elbow twice in his sternum. I liked it. San Bernardino County Jail Records show. Ah, Donald Robert Presswood, 59, was in jail Wednesday for invest for investigation of felony elder abuse. Uh, now it's all coming together. Fontana police officer Jenny Vinzor said authorities are continuing to investigate and it's possible he could face additional charges. No, yeah, throw his ass under the jail. Fuck you doing? No court date was immediately scheduled and it wasn't immediately known if Presswood had retained an attorney. Okay, so shortly before the attack, Marujo said Presswood, who once lived in the same building, has shown up at her place appearing intoxicated and saying he was looking for his girlfriend. She says she chased him away with a baseball bat. Okay, yeah, how she, but how she learned? Okay, she said, uh, Ruho, who once worked as a security guard, says she began studying martial arts nearly 40 years ago for personal protection. 
Still, she complained after the attack that she wasn't as sharp in battle as she could have been. Who talks like that? I'm getting rusty in places. You're 70. Oh, no, she's 60. Um, I mean, wow, dude. How you get tossed up by a... Uh, how you get tossed up by an old lady that's your size, that's your age? Actually, that's smaller than you. Yeah, he, I say he deserves what he got. That's definitely... Because here's the deal, guys. I mean, it's one that... Like, say, I mean... Because that's a 20... That's a 20-plus year age difference. You know what I mean? Anybody 20... Like, you know, once you're no longer a child, once you're an adult... Anybody 20 years older than you, no, well, that's not, that's not necessarily true. Somebody 20 years older than you can still whoop your ass, you know, well into their 60s. But once you start hitting 70, 75, once you get in that range, you know, somebody 20 years younger than you is, is you know, somebody 20 years older than you. I'm sorry. Once you hit, once you hit that, get in that 50 year old range, you know, somebody 20 years older than you is not a threat. You know, unless they have a, a weapon of some kind. You know what I mean? And even then, you probably don't need to, you know. And, I, and 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 they weren't clear about exactly what he was doing to her. You know, but she said she had to bend his fingers back for him to get off of her. You know, that was a technique that she invented. <laughs> you know what? That's kind of adorable now that I think about it. You know, you didn't make that up, but it's cute that you think you did. Um Okay, I'm almost positive none of these other headlines will be that uh, that that adorable. Because um, you know, y'all know my favorite things. If you listen to the podcast, is revenge and comeuppance. You know what I mean? I heard it a lot growing up. That's what your ass get, and it makes a lot of sense. Hey, you know, I don't wish violence on nobody, but you was asking for it. You shouldn't have been in that lady's apartment. You shouldn't have been fucking with that old lady. And that's why you caught them two elbows to the sternum, dog. And the, and the deadly finger bend, bruh. Deadly finger bend. I bet your ass won't do it again. Um, One more. Actor Rick Moranis, known for Ghostbusters and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, was randomly attacked by a stranger Thursday while walking in New York Central City's Upper West Side. Wow, in the Upper West Side. The attack occurred in broad daylight. Um, I mean, is this news because it's Rick Moranis? I think that's it. I mean, that happens all the time, <laughs> right? Don't get me wrong. I've never lived in New York City, but I feel like the people in New York are like, uh, what? <laughs> somebody got, somebody got attacked in, on Central Park West. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's normal. I think, I feel like that's normal behavior from what I know of New York. And none of it is firsthand experience, but um, I don't I don't see why this is this is on CNN. You know, what I mean, I mean, I, I do see why it must just because Rick Moranis is uh, is uh, relatively famous. I mean, I, I bet most of the, most of the people listening to this are like, who the fuck is that? Until, until until I said, honey, I shrunk the kids. You didn't know who the fuck I was talking about. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm just going out on a limb here. You know, because you went Ghostbusters, honey. Oh, that okay, all right, all right. yeah, him. Um, you know, because there's only one person that was in both of those movies. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I hope he, I hope he's good. Oh, I, I guess. See, this is how, this is how, this is how, 
this is how uh, how desensitized 2020 has made me. I didn't even read any further to make sure he was okay or any of this. Um, oh, there's a video. Let's check that out. Okay, he's just walking, 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 walking. Doesn't seem to be particularly severe. Well, that doesn't look like Moranis. That looks like an attack. Oh, that's a video of the attacker. No, not the attack. Okay, well, I was way too excited for that. Um, Moranis' management and lawyers confirmed he was attacked. He is fine, but grateful. Okay, moving on. He's fine. All right, right. he's good. Um, uh, Deputies in Louisiana. Okay, deputies say in Louisiana, a man. Fuck. Louisiana man hid in Florida teen's room for weeks. What the fuck? Oh, suspect accused of having sexual relationship with victim. My God, man. Uh, Do I even want to read the rest of this? A Louisiana man found hiding in a Florida teenager's closet had been staying in the child's bedroom for more than a month. According to investigators. How? How is that possible? The the Hernando County Sheriff's Office charged Jonathan Lee Ross Moyne, age 36, with multiple sex crimes Sunday after deputies were called to a Spring Hill home by the parents of the teenager who found Ross Moyne in a closet in the child's bedroom. No, we should have stopped. We should have, we should have stopped with the elbow with the elbow thrust, bro. I knew I knew I shouldn't have. I, I was pressuring my luck. I always like okay. I'll do one more headline. And it is always some fucking. I would love to end the podcast on a positive note someday, but it just doesn't look like it's ever going to happen. Um, Ross Moyne allegedly told deputies he traveled from Louisiana to Florida several times to have sexual encounters with the teen. Investigators said he had in he had been in Hernando County for about five weeks when he was discovered. Now wait a minute. He drove across state lines to have sex with a teenager. They need to put his ass under the jail. Deputy said the two met online about two years ago and the teen referred to Ross Moyne as their boyfriend. The teen told deputies that Ross Moyne had been living off and on their bedroom. Oh, off and on in their bedroom since August 19th. He hid in the closet when the teen's parents were home and would come out when they left for work. My God. Ross Moyne was charged four counts of lewd and vivacious behavior with a victim between 12 and 16 and one count of obscene communication. Travel to meet after use of a computer to lure a child. Wow, that is a crime. <laughs> Travel to meet after use of a computer to lure a child. So, wait a minute. So uh, if, if you use a computer to lure a child, it's th- that's not a crime by itself. You have to f- travel to meet them. I don't know. Um, Chris Hansen, let me, let me know what's up. It was not immediately clear whether he had an attorney who could comment for him. Okay, I that that didn't. Okay, you know what? I, I guess I can't expect, you know, severely in-depth reporting from Click Orlando, but. Uh, but that had at least so many questions. I mean, one, well, first of all, I need to know how do, and, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm blaming the parents. They're not responsible 
for this uh, pedophile, right? I mean, you're 20 years older than this child and you're driving. You know, that's disgusting all in and of itself. But separate from that, I need to know how a, a grown man is living in your child's bedroom for a month. How, I mean, how how is, you know, and I'm, I don't know how old this girl is, 12, I mean, between 12 and 16, according to this law. So let's just say she's 16. How is a grown man living in your child's bedroom for a whole month? How is that possible? Because um, I'm pretty sure in Florida, they have completely just ignored this whole pandemic thing. These kids, you know, are going to school and some more shit, uh, you know. So, but my point is this, and keep in mind, I look. I I grew up in several different kinds of homes. You know what I mean. I was in so I was in so many foster homes, um, all sorts of different parenting styles and supervision and all this other shit. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. What they all had in common <laughs> was. When I was 16, no one could have been living in my bedroom, bro. I mean, maybe they could have snuck in and snuck out. Maybe, you know, we they could have snuck in, we got it in, they snuck out. But nigga, you going to live there? No way. There's, that is too much privacy for a 16-year-old. I'm sorry. You know, because th- this, this, this comes from like, again, man, why am I spending this article shitting on the parents? It's because... You know what it is? It's because I think that we all, I shouldn't have to say how against pedophilia I am. I mean, I feel the same way about this pedophile that I feel about every pedophile. It's like, drown that nigga. You know what I mean? Like, this this dude isn't crazy or nothing like that. You know what I mean? He's fucking a kid. You know, but my point is, I, I, I need things to make sense to me. You know what I mean? And I understand how a pedophile is doing pedophile shit. I don't understand how a parent is not doing parent shit, like snooping through your kids, like, or not even snooping. I mean, how, how, how disconnected from what your child, your child's everyday activities are, do you have to be for two parents, right? Like how, how disconnected do you have to be to not realize there's a nigga living in your girl, in your daughter's closet? I, I I just I can't I can't wrap my head around that. I just I just you know and I again I don't have kids, but I've had several several parents and this couldn't have happened with any of them. I think the most I've again I've there's no one's ever been able to sleep over overnight. You know what I mean? And maybe this has to do a lot with because because I because I do and this is again this is making a lot of assumptions about parents but I feel like the more evangelical certain parents are the harder it is for them to wrap their head around the fact that teenagers are trying to fuck you know what I mean every teenagers are out here trying to get it in bro you know what I mean by the time your kid is sixteen if you haven't come if you haven't wrapped your head around that reality. Shit like this is happening. You know what I mean? It's like 
That's where all these teen pregnancies and shit come from. It's like parents be so convinced that their baby girl or baby boy is just still a cute little innocent kid. And it's like, nah, they out here trying to fuck. And so it's like a lot of them are like, I can't imagine something's going on in there. Give her her privacy. Fuck no. That is the age where you got to be all up in this shit. You give them the illusion of privacy. You know what I mean? With the, with the, with, with the understanding that that shit can all be shattered and taken away at a moment's notice. You know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? At least that's how, that's how I was raised where it was like, yeah, you have a door and it closes. But if I tell you to open that motherfucker, that's what you're going to do. You know what I mean? That's what it was. Like, cause, cause this is, this is my house. You don't own nothing up in here. You know what I mean? So I just can't imagine how someone could have been. And, and let's just say, you know, it, let's just say it's, it's not a grown man. Let's just say they were, it was her teenage boyfriend. Still, how is a person living in your, how's an extra person living in your child's bedroom? For a whole month before you notice. And they, what they don't say here is how they, how they caught him. I mean, did the, did the nigga sneeze or like, how did they catch the nigga? Um, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know. And again, it's not their fault. It's not the parents' fault that this happened. But yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe that is what I'm saying. Who knows? Wow. Now this, this rarely happens. Same website, same Florida. Wow. Florida bar tells veterans your service dogs can stay, but you must leave. What? Disabled, disabled veteran trespassed by a port. Several veterans with service dogs have recently been asked to leave a Port Orange bar, including one man who was trespassed, but told his dog could stay. I was just so hurt because that someone would do this to a veteran. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it because it it doesn't really give more. Um, you know, I I don't I don't want to speculate. Okay, because I am I am a veteran, and I've also been. Because this guy says, I can't believe someone would do this to a veteran. The thing is, look, I'm a veteran and I've also been a doorman slash bouncer for a long time. Uh, I've also been doing stand up for a decade and I am in bars and clubs and those environments quite often. And I will tell you this. I am a veteran. I love my fellow veterans. I appreciate them and all of that. But there are people because here's the thing, being a veteran doesn't preclude you from being an asshole, you know? So, you know, there are people that, that, that lean on the veteran shit as an excuse for them being a, a, a dick. Cause I mean, it doesn't really say here why he was asked to leave the bar. You know, it just says, you know, he was asked, several veterans were asked to leave, but the dog can stay. It was like an, I'm guessing maybe that was an insult, but it, he doesn't say what happened before that, you know, and it maybe it was, maybe it was an argument over whether it was a service dog. Cause it, cause this is another thing. Um, a lot of people claim their dogs are service dogs and they ain't right. And a lot of people 
wrongly assume that you're not allowed to, uh, you know, that once they say as a service dog that, that you ain't allowed to say nothing else to them. And that's not true. You're not allowed to ask them what their disease is, but you, you, you can ask them what their, what service their dog is supposed to provide. Right. And, and cause here's the other thing. <clears throat> I don't know why this is, but, um, they don't have to show you no paperwork or not. You know what I mean? And the service dog vests and all that shit are free. Like, I mean, are not like regulated or nothing. So like you can go buy a vest and slap it on the dog and say it's a service dog. You know what I mean? And then go and then take the motherfucking places with you. Now, here's the problem I always ran into as a, as a bouncer is that people would, you know, because, because to get your dog certified as a service dog, at least out here in California, you, it has to go through all of this, uh, you know, various training and, it has to pass a test um, to show that it doesn't re- that it's not reacting to people and shit. You know what I mean? Because so my my point is, it's very uh, no one gives a fuck if it's a service dog for real, for real. You know what I mean? Like if you can go through all the trouble to put to 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 get a vest for your dog to say as a service dog, so you can take a motherfucker area with you, that's fine, right? No one really cares about that. But here's the thing: there's a certain way that service dogs behave or don't behave, right? Like service dogs don't behave like regular dogs. Service dogs are calm as fuck. They, they sit there chilling. You know what I mean? They sit there chilling and they only react to their master. Um, and, and they not causing no kind of problems. If your dog is in the bar barking at people and running all over the place and chewing on shit, it's like that is not a service dog. There's no way that that dog trained, went through the proper training and passed that test. So it's like, it's one of those situations where it's like you're not allowed to really confront someone in a meaningful way. All, the, the, all you can really do is ask them to leave. You know what I mean? Hey, man, you causing a disturbance. You got to get the fuck up out of here. You know what I mean? And some people can't handle that. You know what I mean? And they know damn well their dog is in the service dog. You know what I mean? But they also know that you're not allowed to ask them for proof. So they, you know, they want to throw a fucking tantrum because the truth is most adults just can't handle being told no. This this has been my experience. Most people in their entire adult lives, no one outside of work tells them what to do or what they can't do. And so when you're like, hey, no, a lot of people can't handle that. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, you can't do that here. My job is to tell you that. Get the fuck out. You know what I mean? And they almost always get dis- these this, this sort of person. They almost always get disrespectful <laughs> because the truth is they know that you saw through their bullshit and they're embarrassed. You know, and they're usually drunk. You know? These are the type of people that go, yeah, I got no regrets because uh, this is all the lies and bullshit I've told.